Welcome to the Caregiver's Best Friend Podcast, where you'll find support, information, and helpful tips that are relevant to caregivers. This podcast is sponsored by Presbyterian Villages of Michigan, serving seniors and communities. Your host, Lynn Alexander. Welcome to the Caregiver's Best Friend Podcast. Today, I'd like to share with everyone the um, theory of family dynamics and what happens in families with caregiving. Our recent podcast, we uh, showcased Audra Fry, and she was talking about the importance of planning and having families involved along with uh, staff on helping to create the best environment possible for a loved one. And uh, what I've found over time is that family dynamics and relationships play such a key role as to how successful the caregiving process will be. And this has been one of my specialties over several decades. Many years ago, I studied a psychology theory called transactional analysis. Now, many of our listeners may have never heard of that, but you've probably heard the phrase, games people play, I'm okay, you're okay. And I found it fascinating when I moved into the venture of senior living to notice that those games go on among families with caregiving. And so it's really important that family members recognize what's going on and find a way to make things happen in a positive way. So as we think about relationships, any part of our life, it's all about relationships, and it's so key to have them work well. The first game I've noticed is I've Got a Secret, and that's where the loved one hides things from their family members because they're afraid of losing their independence. So I've heard of examples where a senior finally gave up driving, turned his keys in, and then told his daughter, well, It wasn't all that bad, except for the double vision. So there are many different examples where people keep these secrets. Another uh, one I heard about was a woman whose water was out and was not working, and her family members didn't find out about it till 48 hours later when they came to visit her. Um, So it's really important, if we're the loved one, to make sure that we don't keep secrets from our children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews, sisters and brothers. You know, when we were raising children, we didn't like it when they kept secrets from us, so we don't want to do that back to them. Also, keep in mind that people can, our family members can only help us if they know what's going on. Kind of going hand in hand with that is a game called I'd Rather Do It Myself, and that's where a senior will try to do things that perhaps they shouldn't do anymore. When I was state aging director, I had to talk to several of my commissioners who were in their 80s, convincing them to stop doing their own leave pickup or getting things off of the tops of shelves and to ask their children or others to help them. So it's very important to recognize our capacity and what makes sense for us to do and what can be a little foolish to try to do at a certain age or with a certain uh, disability. Another game I'd like to bring up is sibling rivalry. If you think back to growing up, remember trying to grab the passenger seat next to your mom or dad who was driving, or Mikey got a better bike than I did. Sibling rivalry goes all the way when it comes into caregiving. And so often, um, one person often needs to be 
the care manager or the person who manages everything and has other people help. In other words, they're the primary caregiver. But often other siblings may resent that and say, you're just taking over and trying to boss us around. So it's very important that we get our sibling rivalry in check. Now, another game sometimes that parents can play, and they may have done this for years, where they put uh, one brother or sister over another and kind of pit them against each other, most often unconsciously. So I call that one, why can't you be more like your brother or sister? And I've heard from folks who have said, I do so many things for my mom, but then I hear about what my brother Jack did as if he is the king of England. So uh, we have to pack our patience sometimes and recognize that uh, maybe things won't be perfect, but hang in there and be patient. Uh, another one is Cinderella's stepmom. Um, my husband, who had been a judge, found this in a case where a woman married uh, a man. It was a second marriage for both of them. She had three children. I'm sorry, he had three children and she had two. They weren't married for many years, but she wanted to divide the estate when he passed away, giving more money to her children than his. And so that's something that happens a lot with second marriages. Now, I also want to say that many times a marriage, um, a second or even a third marriage, can be a very positive thing. And I've seen too many cases where the children of a loved one try to break up these relationships. And many times they can be very positive. And first of all, it's it's not your right to do that. Second of all, be thankful if that other person can help you care for your loved one. So there are lots of dimensions to second and third marriages. The next one is the hot potato. And that's where you might have a family meeting and everybody waits around for the other person to accept an assignment. I remember this from Cub Scouts when I was a Cub Scout leader, where often the dads would look around and, and never volunteer until they were called upon. And so sometimes family members can do that too. Um, they try to hide out so that they don't have to take on the responsibility. It often goes to the extreme to what I would call the little red hen. If you recall with the little red hen, some chicks did not want to do the planting, reaping, or baking. They just wanted to eat the bread. And so I've had many experiences where people have told me, my brother infuriates me. He refuses to help at all. And then he comes in for the family reunion and acts like he's the next best thing since sliced bread. Infuriates me. Another one is the out-of-town expert. And that's where you have a primary caregiver, maybe several caregivers who live close to their loved one or in the same home. And the out-of-town person comes in and then starts judging and being critical for all the choices that have been made. It's very important to get everybody on the same page and to do a family meeting and make sure that everyone is involved. Once again, though, it is good to have one person in charge as a care manager. Otherwise, things fall apart. It's sort of like if you try to build a house without a contractor. It doesn't work very well. And then finally, another game I hear about is only you, and that's where the person receiving the care 
only wants one person to do everything for them, that nobody else can do it as well as they can. And that's very draining for a caregiver. We need to watch out for that so that we don't create what's called a symbiotic relationship. It's so easy to have both parties cue into that with each other. There's no faster way to burn out a caregiver than to be playing this game. And so it's really important that you share these duties with others. I know some years ago I was writing a column and um, a woman wrote to me and said, oh my goodness, you wrote about being sure to include other people and making sure that I'm not playing only you. This has been a saving grace for me because I wasn't going to the beauty salon. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't having lunch with my friends. I had pretty much isolated myself with my husband, and I could tell I was going downhill fast. And so by making that change, you really gave me a second chance on life. And it really has been better for my husband, too. If you think about it, just having one other person to relate to all the time is not all that wonderful in terms of stimulation. So if you're a caregiver, make sure that you're not buying into only you and getting the help you need. So those are just a few of the games to watch out for in terms of family dynamics. And often those family dynamics will play a greater role than just about anything else when it comes to caregiving. So I wish you the best with your journey. Please keep checking in with our Caregivers Best Friend podcast. We'll continue to have wonderful highlights, news, tips, and information to help your caregiver journey be the best it can be.